It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning, also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. It's a Wednesday, yes, the 17th of August for 2022. And coming up this morning, we are checking in on the Melbourne auction scene with Fabian Sinelli, the whole auction debate versus private treaty we will be updating you and also staying in Victoria we see that the house prices there have been smashed twice in just one week we know that two rack mansions make a statement in both opulence and price tag one two rack property was a knockdown rebuild but that didn't stop it from fetching over 80 million dollars and you know that you're in the money when you spend over 80 million for a house in derelict condition and your plan is to build a new home on the site so for first home buyers that just illustrates perfectly doesn't it that land is always always king we are just as addicted to property as you are every weekday morning from 6 30 well, I see New Zealand later today finds its fate out, whether it's likely to get another rate rise with another 50 basis points predicted. It's their fourth rate rise, which is interesting because New Zealand is about six months ahead of us, but they are already up to rate rise number four, which probably hints and illustrates to you and I the aggressive response the RBA here is taking. And may we all all catch a break soon in that space. If you're celebrating a birthday today, well, let's hope it's a special one. It's the 17th of August. You are celebrating your birthday with actors Sean Penn, who is turning 62, and Robert De Niro, just two years off 80. He's turning 78. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between, every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And let's check on your weather around Australia. And good morning to you in Sydney, expecting a fine day, a high of 19 degrees. Melbourne, not so much, one or two showers and 17. Brisbane, expect the sunshine with 22. And in Perth, rain at times and a possible thunderstorm, your high today of 22 degrees. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. Let's talk Melbourne Property and Auctions, a podcast series with Fabian Sinelli. Well, one of the big talking points around the current real estate market is how do you market your property? Auctions, as we know in the market, don't have the same numbers attending them. And the whole question of private treaty versus auctions come up. It's a talking point. What's very clear, though, is that there are still great auction results taking place. And one of the markets that consistently does well in the auction market is Melbourne. And you could argue that the Melbourne property boom was in part due to the highly successful ways the auction process operated. And more importantly, probably, it coped under a burgeoning strain of properties being sold every weekend. So let's find out how that property market is going in Melbourne. And welcome back to the podcast, Fabian Sinelli, Managing Director and Auctioneer from EYS auctions and a very good morning to you Fabian welcome back 
G'day, Craig. Good to be here again. So that's probably a a fair comment in terms of the way that the market is kind of been trending for such a long time in Melbourne. You're 100% right, and that seems to be the common theme at the moment, whether auctions are still going to be more beneficial than private trade or private sales, as we more commonly say down here. So I think there's a lot of stats to point in the direction that auctions are starting to regain the confidence that they rightfully deserve, especially heading into that spring market. Yeah, and so let's talk about the Melbourne auction update. Okay, well, getting the negative out of the way, because the stats that I'm going to give you, I feel are very, very positive. We had only 558 properties scheduled last weekend for auction in Melbourne. So that is probably a negative in terms of volume. It's clear that discretionary sellers are not putting their property on the market in this market. However, Craig, buyers are still out there. Despite the rising interest rates, Melbourne reported a preliminary auction clearance rate of 65.7%. Now, that is stronger than last weekend's 62.1%. It's actually a significant jump. So it's clear that buyers are now getting used to this new market. I would even go as far as saying that we've seen the correction. Another positive is that only 43 properties were withdrawn from sale last weekend, significantly less than over the last few months. Now, if we take a look at the housing market, there's a big sign of resilience here. Realestate.com.au reported that there were 915 private sales in Victoria over the last week, less than 1,030 in the previous week. Now, that means, Craig, that sellers are starting to regain confidence in auctions and we should see those private sale numbers continue to decline now heading into spring. And buyers and sellers, now talking of that spring market, buyers and sellers are soon to be approaching that transition market from winter to spring, as you mentioned, which can't come soon enough. And it's a time for those thinking about listing to start transitioning, I guess, their minds now rather than waiting for spring itself to arrive. So in other words, getting your property ready for market is just as important, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sellers are now in that mind frame where, as, as I mentioned before, 558 homes went under the hammer last weekend. It's clearly evident that the seller's mindset right now is to hold off and actually list their property on the market in spring. And we're also going to see a, an influx of buyers heading into the spring market as well because the weather's nicer, more people are out and about. So maybe some bidding strategies are something that bidders have to take into that transition market as well. Yeah, so let's have a look at some of those bidding strategies that could work over the next few weeks. Okay, well, I've got four main ones. They're, they're the ones I always say. I've got number one, which is bid bold early. I've got number two, which is bid big late. My third one is rapid fire. And my fourth one is I like to call momentum killer. So I'll break them down very briefly for you. So the first one, big, bold, early bid. It's pretty self-explanatory, Craig. This one is when you come out guns blazing with a big, bold bid at the very start of the auction in order to knock out your competitors. Now, this is a very strong tactic in a hot market when the auction has a lot of interest. So you don't give the bidders an opportunity to bid and get emotional. The second strategy is big, bold, late. Now, much of the same as the first one, but the complete opposite, of course. You you wait right before you feel the auction will be knocked down and you come out with a knockout bid. This will spook buyers that you're only getting started at the peak of the auction. This can work really well maybe in this market when it's a little bit slower as you want to suss out the feeling of the auction first before you take your opportunity. 
My favorite bidding strategy, which is rapid fire, this is when you just bid rapidly over your competitors within a split second. Shows huge confidence that you've done this before and this strategy gets under the skin of your competitors and it forces them to give up. And lastly, momentum killer. I'm telling buyers not to use this because I hate this, but it's actually a really, really good strategy if you want to get under the skin of the auctioneer. Now, this particular strategy is when you bid only in obscure increments. So you force the auctioneer to stop, take a break, think about the price before they kick the auction back off again. Completely kills the momentum, slows the auction right down. In return, can actually affect the sale price, but that's better for our buyers, of course, listing here. I'm only suggesting use that one, though, once the property is on the market because most auctioneers won't take those increments unless the reserve's been met. You know, I was watching a video, I think it was two weeks ago, and something I didn't realise was that when the property is on the market, this property I think was at $1.3 and then somebody came in with a $500 bid, which... Once it's selling, the auctioneer didn't want to really go there, but he said, okay, well, yes, I'll accept that. I've got a a bit of a general rule when I call auctions and even when I train my auctioneers. The moment the property is announced on the market, no bid should be declined, even if it's as small as a $500, even a $100 bid, because it, it wouldn't make sense that you knock bids back when the reserve's been met, because at that point, the property is to be sold at the highest bid. So yes, it's frustrating for the auctioneers and, and even for myself, but sometimes a small increment from a buyer can result in excess increments from all the underbidders and the auction can actually exceed expectations or even excel from there. So even though it's a little bit, some buyers look at you and go, why would he take that? Well, it probably makes more sense to take it than not take it. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting that one, Craig, but unfortunately I have to agree with the auctioneer. I think taking it's probably the right approach. And just before I let you go, what about the strategy? It seems to be with so many people where they don't put their hands up at all until it gets right to the death and suddenly this new bidder appears and often they can walk away with the keys to the property. It's an interesting tactic and I see this one a lot more in this market as it's slower because what those particular bidders are doing is they're they're trying to suss out their competitors, they're trying to work out who's bidding, they, they want to read their body language and then they want to make their move right down the back end of the auction. It's annoying. It is an annoying strategy, especially for the bidders because they've basically bidded from the very start and then they think that they're at the very end where they're going to win it and suddenly this new bidder appears. So it is a very frustrating tactic for the underbidders but it actually works quite well. And I think the whole purpose of that is that the more you frustrate your competition, you force them to walk away from the bidding. And I think that's what those bidders in that instance try and do. Yeah, you're right. They're totally frustrating, not only the auctioneer, but all the other bidders. Hey, great to chat, Fabian, and look forward to chatting next time. Thank you, Craig. You take care. We'll speak soon. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.